we have to find a way to talk and have dialogue and be tolerant between other views. You have to have open dialogue, and that's where free speech is so important. Consent's a very important thing, and today in the Me Too movement, it's been very important because I think it's really opened up a lot of eyes. Cannabis is a healing herb. We as the people, we need to stand up and make a move. If you committed sexual assault, it doesn't matter when it was, you should be held accountable for that. However, we have to make sure that we actually make sure they committed sexual assault, and we have to make sure that all allegations are verified. So put in these programs thinking that it'll help everyone, but what they forget is that the pathway to hell is paved with good intention. And I think that's what this whole movement is all about anyways, it's uh, trying to be open to ideas. What's up, guys? Welcome to Liberty Talks Podcast. Normally, I have uh, John Douglas next to me. We have a regular weekly show uh, that we normally film on Thursdays and usually gets out sometime in the beginning of the next week. Uh, but today, I have uh, Michael Anderson on. He is the other co-founder of Liberty Talks Podcast, so I'm sure if y'all listen to uh, Liberty Talks, you've, you've heard him plenty of times. Um, he actually did my, my first podcast on Liberty Talks uh, Podcast. Liberty Talk. There's too many podcasts in there. I'm just call it Liberty Talks from now. <laughs> Liberty on. Talks is so fine. I did, I did my first podcast with him on Liberty Talks, um, and uh, and today we're just kind of winging it today, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but we're but yeah. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? So so yeah. Thanks thanks for having me on, Matt. As usual, um, we uh, like you said, I had you on when we first did the podcast together, and now you do a weekly weekly show with John. Uh, I'm filling in for him today, and today, like you said, we're gonna wing it. Um, we are going to be talking about our feelings on Donald Trump, how we went into the 2016 election, how we felt, um, how we feel about pr Trump as of today, his policies, and how they're actually more liberal leaning and more left leaning than you actually may think. Um, not only that, but how certain leftists view him today and how they used to view him not so long ago. Um, the resistance was not so resisty. Like four or five years ago. Yeah, like to be honest with you, unpopular opinion, but by the end of this podcast, you should understand why Democrats should be going crazy over Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is the reason why Democrats are going literally off the edge, crazy to the left. So, yeah. so Matt, why don't you start us off um, telling us a little bit, because I know you, you have your own blog, your own website where you actually wrote about this. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the funny thing. Okay, so... So to give like a very, very brief rundown of where I am, I was never Trump in 2016 and I'll probably be voting for him in 2020. That's a brief rundown. So, so let's go back to 2016. <laughs> let's read some of the, um, um, some of the things that I wrote and that others wrote at my, uh, at my site. Uh, Republicans can say bye to millennials if we get President Trump. That, not, I don't think that's as true as it, as it was back then because of what's happened. Uh, Donald Trump doesn't care about the Supreme Court. In that article, I argued that we weren't going to get conservative justices, mainly because I thought Mitch McConnell wouldn't have a spine and he would uh, end up just folding over after, after like they couldn't, uh, uh, after they couldn't get 60 votes the first time around, the first time conservative, I mean, conservative, first time Trump put up a conservative. Um, I thought Mitch McConnell would fold and then Trump would put up a liberal, and then from there on, we'd get liberal justices because he would start working with the Democrats because Trump seems to be a liberal. And this is another argument in one of my pieces where I argued that 
The reason why I was opposing Trump is because he was a leftist. So now I would kind of back off on that some and say, I don't think he's a leftist, but he's more of just a liberal. And, uh, and I think that's still true, but the left just went absolutely crazy. Well, and to your point, you were saying to the Supreme Court, yeah, we did get uh, Gorsuch, which was great. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we got Kavanaugh, I think that was a battle that uh, I didn't even want to fight myself. I guess you could say I was pro Kavanaugh by the end of it, but it was not someone that I wanted to actually go on the yeah. Supreme Court. I was never pro Kavanaugh. Yeah, there's you know, uh, started where people were were accusing him of, of of doing this, but they and they were trying to like more or less, you know, uh, take him out in the in the uh, in the court of opinion rather than an actual court of yeah. uh, law. So I mean, you know, uh, Kavanaugh is not really as conservative as Gorsuch is, but we did get Gorsuch with the Supreme Court. So I mean, you kind of did call that a little bit. He definitely is kind of hypocritical on the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting to see how this is played out. And and we actually have a, a, a clip here to give an example of somebody who's just crazy far left and opposes Trump on everything that you could possibly oppose Trump on. Um that was calling Trump a social liberal back in this was back in twenty eleven. So we'll go ahead and play this clip real quick. If the economics of this country keep going the way they're going, we're not gonna have Could a you, country. You're kind of a social liberal, Donald. You know, you're a social liberal. Could you actually get the base to vote for you in the primary? Well, every poll is said. Yeah, so, so right there, that's Joy Behar, which one of Behar. Is that how you say the name? Be- yeah, I think so. Joy Behar. Something like that. But, uh, but she's calling Trump a social liberal. And she's saying, could you even get those Republicans to vote for you? Those radical, crazy Republicans? <laughs> yeah, and you're right. And just to give you some context of that interview, it's something I found not that long ago. And, and, and Trump's talking um, on The View in 2011 about possibly running in 2012. Right. And, and essentially he's saying essentially exactly what he said in 2016. Hey, look, we're yeah. losing, you know, to everyone, China, everything like that. And uh, 2011, Troy Behar said, now, <clears throat> do you think you can get the base to vote for you because you're a social liberal? Um, there were another there was another person on there that brought up, oh, what about your marriage? Right. And and Trump is saying, look, I'm popular. That's what he was saying. He's like, I'm popular. I'm the most popular person in the Republican primary. I'm um, even popular on the scale of a president of, of Obama. And so he was not worried about that. You know, and it's funny because Joy now, she, she, she despises him, and, but she would call him a social liberal in 2011. But now yeah. he's, an ultra, he's an ultra conservative, almost alt-right, right? He's not, even, yeah. he's, not even, he's not even a conservative. He's an alt-right. He's far right. He's far right. right? <laughs> yeah, but... This the funny thing is that's the argument that I was making in 2016 for why I wouldn't vote for him. Not just because he was a social liberal, but because he was he was left leaning in general. And then I saw I saw it as pointless. I saw the choice between him and Hillary is essentially the same. I thought they were going to do essentially the same things. Now I have been. I will say one area where I was wrong in is he has cut back, and this is totally him. This doesn't have anything to do with the Democrats at all. He's cut back um, um, some of the power that the federal, I mean the the federal, the uh, executive branch had when it comes to regulations and stuff with, with, I mean, not economic, uh, um, environmental regulations and stuff like that. He has, he has done a pretty good job at, at cutting back, um, the, the amount of government employees we have now, of course, not nearly enough because our government is so massive that it, 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 it would take, 
it's going to take a true libertarian to actually come in and, and, and sort the place out. But absolutely. You know what he really needs to do is uh, in the Fed. That's what, he, that's what he needs to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, but, to, but to, just, to, just to add to your point, I, I'm right there with you. You know, I was a never Trump conservative in 2016. Um, I was a lib- I'm, I'm a libertarian, but, uh, and I voted libertarian. But uh, I was someone who saw him as a, as a, as a left leaning individual, a Democrat, as someone that who could not be trusted. Um, I, I saw him as someone like what he supported liberal candidates. He supported Jesse Jackson. He supported Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton. Um, and that's what I thought I was going to get. And we, we kind of did, we kind of got in my, in my, my viewpoint, I think Donald Trump is kind of like a, a Kennedy Clinton esque Democrat, you know, John Kennedy, um, and, a Bill Clinton type of Democrat. Um, so the Democratic Party should be going crazy over this guy. Like this, like I honestly, right now that it, now we're in, we're looking at 2020, I kind of miss Obama as a candidate, like candidate Obama. I'm like, bro, we need some candidate Obamas. Like he actually had a very libertarian philosophy besides the socialism, you know, <laughs> like besides the, besides, besides the, the socialism. <laughs> Besides, it's kind of like Tulsi Gabbard, right? He had a very libertarian type of philosophy about civil liberties, anti-war, stuff like that, besides the socialism. Um, but now it's all they're talking about. That's all they're just socialism, government interventionism. I kind of miss Barack Obama. And it's like Trump could have been a Democrat, like, but he ended up becoming a Republican because of how far the Democrats have gone because they've, they've really gone off the edges. And that, maybe that could that be contributed to Obama. Yeah, and and I think that's pushed Trump to the right somewhat. Them them going crazy. I don't think we would have we would have seen him do the same kinds of things that he's done um that have been good that have been in line with conservatism which I like um if the Democrats had not lost their minds. Which no, is one right. of the reasons why I'm voting for him in 2020 because I think they have gone so far like so I still have a little bit of a worry that if Democrats get in office, I mean, get control of the Senate, then, we, then he might start working with them. But that worry gets less and less every day that they call him a Nazi or Hitler or alt-right or whatever. Every day that they keep pushing that same racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobe narrative against Trump, I go, ah, he's probably less and less likely to work with them. So um, I'll probably vote for him in 2020. <laughs> You know, and, and I'm, I'm almost right there with you, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to go out there on a limb just yet and say I'm going to vote for Donald Trump, but I can tell you that I do support the president as an American. And uh, there was at one point when I did support Donald, I mean, uh, Barack Obama as, as the president, you know, and I think I support Donald Trump the most. In my opinion, he's probably one of the best presidents of my lifetime. And that's not saying much. Um, we got in my lifetime, we got Bill Clinton, Bush and, and Obama besides Trump. So uh, not saying much on my end. But, uh, but, uh, so I am looking very hard at, at voting for Donald Trump, uh, libertarian or Democrats, they're going to have to impress me if they want my vote this year. So, um, but to give Donald Trump some credit, he has done some more libertarian or conservative minded things like ending the individual mandate, getting the best tax cut in 10 years, um, cutting regulation as you noted. And, um, uh, also libertarian type, type of minded things would be criminal justice reform and talking about ending uh, non or being non-interventionist, you know, not intervening as much as we should. So at the same time, though, 
this is kind of a classic liberal type of position. It's almost like an old school liberal type of position. Um, so, yeah. You know, he, he, so how, we have that clip from um, The Blaze. Why don't you play that um, from Chad uh, Pratherson? This is what I've come out with here recently, and it's ticking people off, but it's a fact. Donald Trump's not a conservative Republican. He's not a far-right guy. He's not even a right-leaning guy. He is just left of center. Okay, all you got to do is look at a lot of the decisions he's got, but they've made him such a far-right icon, even though he doesn't do that. His decisions and the things he's done have been very moderate, very pro-America, things that have always been pushed by Democratic leaders, and he's doing these things. In order to make him look like a far-right crazy person, they've got to go as far left as they can possibly do to the point of jumping off the edge because they have to make him look like an extremist. Mm -hmm. He's not. Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, is a left-of-center politician. Yeah, so, so um, he's exactly right. <laughs> he is a left-of-center politician. And, they, they, and, and like I said earlier, I think they have actually pushed him a little bit further right than he normally would be. So a good example that I would bring of this, I, I don't know what you had in mind here, but is the recent bills that were passed in, or, or at least brought to the floor in some places passed in Rhode Island and New York and Illinois, these nine month, uh, abortion, abortion access bills. Exactly so what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> so Trump gives a speech at the state. Uh, I guess that was the state of the union. I can't remember exactly. I think it was the state of the union. He gives his state of the union speech and in it, he talks about how despicable it is that, that, that we're now saying that it's okay to murder babies at nine months in the womb. And that's like, he probably would have never talked about abortion back, back before he started running for, for president. I think he mostly was pro-choice. He, he even mentioned, he was doing an interview. I can't remember where, and he mentioned, uh, it might've been with CNN, but uh, he mentioned that whenever they asked him about the abortion issue, he said, well, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm from New York. So, you know, we, we tend to be pro-choice there. So it's like he had never thought about it before. He just didn't, didn't care. He's just like, I'm from New York. I'm kind of a liberal. So yeah, nah, pro-choice. I'll go with that one. Like <laughs> He never really thought about it. And even in 2016, like he, he wasn't, he didn't really start champion, championing the uh, anti-abortion thing until he really started getting pressed on it. And it became like a, and I see this, I think he sees politics as just like a game for him, right? It's like, oh. it's like a, well, I guess more, more so a business. Like, so he made the savvy business decision. Okay, this is my base now. This is officially who's supporting me. So I'm going to go with the, the anti-abortion position. Well, so let me ask you this now. I mean, and this is, and, and let me say something because I'm trying to understand it too because I, I'm not so sure. Like, you know, Trump's a human being. I'm going to give him that. You know, like I don't, I, you know, I try to think of people as, you know, human beings who have rights and they, they have feelings just like me, right? Like we got to keep that in mind when we're talking about politicians that, that you might despise. Even John McCain, a lot of libertarians give John McCain shit. I mean, yeah, he, he did a lot of bad things, but you got to kind of keep in mind he's a human being. Um, so at the same time, uh, so two ways to different look at it, right? Like he was, you said he was pro-choice. Like I, I observed that now in the, in the presidential debates, he did something that kind of threw me off, but now looking at it now in 2019, it was almost, I don't know if it was 4D chess or I don't know if it was an actual genuine move from left to right. But in the debates, he was, he was saying, he was championing pro-life. In fact, he was saying that Hillary and the other Democrats were for partial birth abortion. I don't know if I said that right, partial 
you know, partial birth abortion, essentially infanticide, the, yeah. that the Democrats were for hardcore things like that, extreme positions. And D Hillary was like, no, we're not. And every, everyone yeah. laughed him off. And tons of articles said no one's trying to do that. What is going on in 2019? I don't know if he predicted it. I don't know if this was something that he genuinely saw coming or if it was 40 chess or what. But this is a position that he literally went from left to right on. And he, and I don't know if it was, if it was he pushed them or if they pushed him, you know, yeah, because that is, it could have been both. He, they could have pushed him, but by him saying that kind of stuff, he could have pushed them, which is why I think the Democrats of today are so left-leaning. That's why everyone's advocating for socialism and leftism is because they see Donald Trump over here. He's, he's center left. So to separate from him, to, to, to try to show that he's an extreme extreme alt-right person, they have to go all the way to the left, to socialism, just to out-left him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, it could be that he's being pushed uh, more to the right now as well. Well, that's but, something you could see also, with, exactly with, with, uh, with abortion. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at who he surrounded himself with um, from 2016 on, it was Franklin Graham. It was uh, Jerry Falwell. Right, it was Mike Huckabee. It's these these southern southern uh, pastors. Yeah, I mean, like they were kind of like you know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he, Mike Lee. You know, like Mike Lee Mike is. Lee, really, yeah, that's another example. And these are all like conservative Christians, many from the South, um, that that are your stereotypical like conservative anti-abortion Christians. So whenever he was pushed away from the left, obviously he started having more interactions with these guys and, and started, well, this is the team I'm on now. So yeah, could, and you're right. He actually became more conservative over time. He could actually be a conservative now, but I, I think that uh, something you see about Donald Trump is he's very, he's very, um, he's very like in the moment, you know, so he kind of, he kind of like does what he has to do in that moment. But I also feel like he's very much about culture and, you know, playing on the team, right? So like to be on that team, he, that's the reason why he has to surround himself and be around these people. And it's, it's almost one thing, the reason why I really like Donald Trump being in the Republican party, because after, after Donald Trump won, I had so many people saying, you should join the Republican party. You should be a conservative, you know, opening up, not just to me, but to classic liberals, to liberals, to Democrats that were disenfranchised by the democratic party being so left leaning. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you watch that entire video on the view in 2011, um, they actually say, you know, what about your, your marriages? You know, you've had yeah. three wives and stuff. And he says, and Donald Trump, he says something that you would expect him to say today. Look, our country is in such disaster that people are not going to care about that. Well, yeah. in 2016, they didn't care about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, at least they cared about it less than the left cared about the hypocrisy of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and, the, and the fun thing about it is exactly. like, not only, not only does um, the left make him seem very conservative, but if you compare, if you compare Donald Trump in comparison to like Bush and Mitt Romney and Bush senior, he is, he's a lot more conservative than them because they were all neocons and who the hell is Mitt Romney? I mean, like he was for <laughs> Romney care and yeah like, and mccain mccain uh was the deciding vote to not get rid of obamacare right so it's, so, it's all the candidates that 
that have been probably in both of our lifetimes uh, on the Republican side on the presidential level have not been all that conservative. So it, it, it just makes it even more insane because this, this exploded with Trump, but it really started back in uh, Georgia, George W. Bush. They were calling him Hitler. Even I remember, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Bill Maher. Bill Maher about a year and a half ago was talking about how maybe we overreacted with Bush because <laughs> I would prefer to have Bush back. Maybe we shouldn't have acted like he was Hitler because now it was basically admitting that it was all a show. And that's insane. Like, that's insane. You want Bush back? Like, what in the world yeah. are you thinking? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's astonishing. And it's, it's almost them just admitting that, that, yeah, it was all a show. But no, 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 no. Now we're serious. Now we're serious. But, of course, and, they have to make themselves out to be insane people to be. And it really, like, from my, like, the reason why I react like that, it's just like, some people may or may not know, like I came from a more liberal background. My parents were like Bill Clinton supporting Democrats. Right. So like they despised Bush. I was raised to despise everything about Bush. Right. <laughs> but like they became Republicans after Obama and they support Trump. So it's like, if you said, yeah, we need Bush back, they would look at you like they were, you were crazy. And they'd be like, nah, man, we're for Trump. I mean, they're not like totally crazy, crazy MAGA supporters, but they definitely support the president. Yeah. Yep. It's it's a strange world we're living in. <laughs> it definitely it is. But if you look at some of these older clips, you can kind of see it coming. You can kind of see yeah. that Trump is he's 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 worried about the popular vote. He's worried about being popular. He's he's not worried about the way the media or any other people represent him. You know, he does he's like, Oh, I don't care about people mischaracterizing me and trying to say that I'm immoral or whatnot. I'm worried about the country. And um he kind of hasn't changed. Like, it, it, it's, I, and I'm not even that big of a fan. Like, I'm not even that big of a fan of Donald Trump. But it's kind of, it's kind of like interesting to see he hasn't really changed. Like in that, in that course since about like the like 2008, 2011, 2009, like nine, and then going forward, he had that same type of message going for president. Um, and if you really observed it, like I think you could see it coming. Yeah. 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 And and. Uh... But what message are you, are you talking about this message? The Democrats have to now decide whether they will continue defrauding the public with ridiculous bullshit. <laughs> I just love that clip. I can't take it. That's going to yes. start getting played in all yes. the podcasts. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, man. seriously. We got we to gotta play that in a lot of our podcasts. Seriously. Like, are the American people, are they going ridiculous to... Ridiculous bullshit. Ridiculous <laughs> bullshit. Are they tired of this? ridiculous bullshit what are the democrats doing right now they're saying you're getting me on a rant bro what are they they're saying that they want to give us free college they want to get rid of our college debt they want to give us free this free that ubi they want to give us everything their whole platform right now is a whole new social safety net and i like what john said on on his podcast was that or on your maybe your you guys's podcast uh was that um that it, it's not a social safety net, it's a social safety web. Like once you get yeah. stuck in, you can't get out. Like it's true and that's what they want. So when are the American people going to wake up and see that the Democrats are defrauding them when their only, their only other choice is someone who is actually a liberal that stands for the American people and has been saying the same thing 
for a while now, and he's not actually literally Hitler. <laughs> hustle justice. Hustle, hustle justice, bro. Right there. You got it. You got it. They're hustling. Yeah, that's what, that's what it is. They're even talking about reparations now. Yes. We even, talk, you talked about that. Yeah, we talked about that last podcast. And it's funny because people, people were commenting on that. They just, they, just, they just don't understand. Like, it's like they didn't even, they didn't even watch the show. You know, <laughs> he just read the title with it. Oh, yes. that happened. I, I had somebody, I was going back and forth with, on Twitter with somebody of something that I said um, that uh, obviously didn't read, didn't read the article. The yeah. And, and really, if you break it down, like if people, if people that hate us or that disagree with us, they're still listening. The idea is that we don't trust the government. Like we don't trust the government to take, to take care of you. Like you are the, you are an amazing individual that can take care of yourself, that can do so much without the government burdening you and assisting you and holding you down. You shouldn't have to just dwell and depend on a government to help you and to, 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 to find prosperity. The free market being free, the principle of freedom is so much more important than the idea of, of a nanny state helping you from cradle to grave doing everything for you. Yeah. And I would say that, that and this is a problem I see with a lot of conservatives. They won't make arguments in this way that in advocating for policies that, that give the government more power and more control over people's lives, you are doing something immoral. Like you, you are saying that I, you're saying that, that we as a collective have a right to your labor. We as a collective have a right to your property. And therefore you have to pay these taxes to go to these things that many times you don't even like. You have to pay taxes to pay for abortions, even though you're anti-abortion. You have to pay taxes to go to, to welfare, even though you're anti-welfare. So it's actually immoral. And, and we, can, we can push freedom, but the, the reason freedom is good is because lack of freedom is bad. And so voting for that lack of freedom is bad. And, and the left's just going to get crazier and crazier on all these things. Yeah, and I like the way you break that down. Essentially, what you're saying right there is taxation is theft, but you're not just screaming it out of people. Yeah. You're, you broke it down for people, and that was a great way to do it. And you know what? I kind of see, and this is why I kind of, I, Donald Trump really appeals to me because he kind of reminds me of myself almost in a way. Uh, and I don't know if it's genuine or if it's, if it's just for politics, but when you're talking about like switching from right to left and pushing people f- from different places, I used to be someone, like I said, a liberal, um, a libertarian type of views, but someone who identified more as a liberal who would say the, the conservatives should make this argument. This is how conservatives should make an argument. Like you said, conservatives don't do that enough. I got sick and tired of saying conservatives should do this that I started saying, well, I'm a conservative and I'm going to do it. And I think that's what Donald Trump did. Yeah. 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 That's, that's possibly it. Crazy times we live, man. But I think we've rambled on enough. So, uh, well, that's definitely, that's definitely a good close. Um, that was a really awesome podcast. Um, Matt, I, I appreciate you, uh, having me on. And uh, doing this for everyone that's still listening to Liberty Talks right now. Um, Matt is our co-producer. I used to be producing the show mostly, but he's been helping out a lot. So he's going to be co-producing the show along with me. So this is the producer uh, half an hour that you've been <laughs> listening to, I guess. A co-producer half an hour. Yep. But we got some great things coming at you. New interviews, a whole new team. Uh, we actually just 
just finished up a, a uh, meeting earlier before the podcast that I think was awesome. And that's why me and Matt are doing the podcast tonight. So uh, if you are still here, you know, share the podcast out, leave us a review, go like our stuff, share our stuff, and um, be sure to tune in every single week for new content.